This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon. How's stripping wallpaper treating you? Yeah, not ideal, to be totally honest. Uh, went out in Brig last night for the old Sunday club. I'm a sucker for a Sunday club, especially when North End haven't played on a Saturday. I'm a, I'm a complete mess. Well, you're at it Saturday, oh. aren't you? As well. Yeah, Lancaster, yeah. yeah. Got hammer and tongue. Quite good, actually, Lancaster. Yeah, quite good in Lancaster. It was their music uh, festival weekend, a little bit like, Longton and Pen with them live, but on a much larger scale. So that's just live music wherever you walk, essentially. But yeah, so I woke up a touch rough, caught up with Coronation Street this morning from Friday that I hadn't seen. And that was um, ruined for you, wasn't it? It was ruined for me. Adam Brown texting me. Evil. And he knew he knew I was at a Simon and Garfunkel tribute now. He knew it because I alluded to it on the previous podcast last week. Yeah. So there's no excuse for Brownie. That is but crap. Text me about that and to and to spoil it to go straight in. With I'm even hesitant to do it just in case a listener's not watched it. But yeah. If you if you haven't watched it, turn turn now. over now or, or or pause now because it's Stephen who perishes. <laughs> it's Peter Barlow, the man who commits the crime, so to speak. And it's a lovely piece of driving from Peter. He turns the corner at Roy's Rolls <laughs> and he puts his foot straight to the metal <laughs> and ploughs straight into the American <laughs> and renders him not quite dead immediately. He, he dies a relatively <laughs> painful death and then you've got Audrey Roberts who just, you get the impression, doesn't quite understand the severity of what he's done on the cobbles in the previous couple <laughs> of years. Still trying to resuscitate him and you know exclaiming to the world how much she loves him. He's one of the most unlovable men on the planet. But yeah, um, I'm all caught up now. <sighs> but if Brown is listening to this, and I imagine he probably will, he's got a lot of making up to do. Because, you know, you always half expect it to go tits up for these murderers on Corey eventually in the fullness of time. But I didn't necessarily expect it to go on Friday. But it was a it was a great piece of driving from Peter Barlow. But I suspect there could be repercussions. Rumour has it is that Peter Barlow's going out <laughs> of the soap. So I suspect that... You're um, talking Peter foreign to me. I've never, uh, I've never bothered with soaps. <laughs> But that was a yeah. gri- that was a gripping description. I feel quite bad for laughing if someone's been murdered no, by, no, no, by, no. You can't, can't, no, you can't feel bad for this bloke. He's killed people, you know. He's, right. Yeah. Well, he's he's had it coming to him. Multiple people. He's stolen money off his own mother. Yeah, he's just a vile human. Stole money from Underworld. There was a lovely scene last week on Cory. I think it was on the Wednesday night episode, and Jenny. Stephen's partner's just come round to the idea that her partner could be like quite evil. She's starting to cotton on to his wicked plan. Roy Cropper, the owner of Royals Rolls, you know, the cafe on Corrie, he's taken round a lovely Stilton and Broccoli quiche. And I had a real good chuckle to myself. Me and my mum were watching it, really laughing hard at it. But, um, but yeah, uh, a really good week, actually, because Emmerdale's been gripping as well, but I can't go through that because I haven't watched Fridays because, you know, 
I was at the S&G night. Corey got priority because of um, what I learned from Adam Brown's vindictive text. Mm. So I need to get to Emmerdale, so we might do a Emmerdale rundown the next time. Just got yes. visions of people yanking their headphones out as you were about to spoil it for them or desperately trying to turn the car volume down. Yeah, yeah well, let's hope that they're not ploughing into people like Peter Barlow did. No. But, um, but yeah... So, yeah, just to go back before I went on that tangent, back to stripping wallpaper. My mum was taking a week off work this week and she said, we are doing the front room. They get these bright ideas, people, don't they? Once they've got something in their heads, they've got to do it. So I've been a slave to them walls all morning. You know, this is the respite I need. Yeah. Come and talk absolute nonsense for you. Real uh, tough work for you. Are you feeling it? Well, it's not so much like... like Midway up and like the top of the walls, that's perfectly fine. I could do that all day, no yeah. problem. It's when you need to get low down into those niggly areas, that's where it really yeah. starts to mm. take its toll on you. On the joints, like your knees and your lower back starts to scream at you. So, um, <laughs> it's not ideal making there's no, a, there's no position you can get in to make it fine, you've just got to keep changing. No. And I do feel quite bad making my mum do it, middle aged woman do it, but. It's a long way down for me. So, you could have uh, got Chappie round to do it from Vernon's. Obviously, your arch nemesis, he's a painter and decorator. He'd have been delighted oh, to come and Yeah, he could have come and helped you. You could have spoke to him about yeah. all your dismissals of him while he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. I might get in contact with Chappie, actually. If you're listening, mm. chaps, it's good to hear from your pal. <laughs> um, I've absolutely no doubt in my mind that he won't be listening. He sports Manchester City, doesn't he? Yeah, and he hates <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't think he hates me. Me and Chappie have a love-hate relationship. I don't think he likes getting out to me, which I've done thousands of times in the past. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit of banter with me and Chappie. But yeah, if he's listening to this and wants to do me a favour, come round and strip some more wallpaper for me, then feel free, chaps. It'll be much obliged. So we've no match to look back on. So we've opened our arms, haven't we? We've had an idea. Let's let a few people onto this madhouse to air their thoughts if they want. Obviously, the requests have been absolutely flying in. We've not been able to concentrate all morning for the people desperate to come on. <laughs> but uh, there's, a, there's a few keen souls, and we'll get one on in a minute. But yeah, have you been watching much cricket or international football? The England game put me to uh, sleep. Tonight, no, I didn't watch Australia against England, no, um, because I was at the S&G night. This is a podcast of how many times I can get Simon and Garfunkel into this podcast. Yeah. I, think I've, I think I've mentioned it about four times. <laughs> but no, um, I, I I didn't catch the um, Australia England game. Jordan Henderson got booed and then wondered why he was getting booed. I think it's quite an obvious Jordan. Um, although I suppose there are some sort of like double standards, aren't there? You know, because that Netflix thing came out about, about the great David Beckham, and he more or less did exactly the same. He went to Qatar and. Came out with some nonsense yeah, yeah. about how it was the best World Cup for the LGBT community. I think that's a, a particularly bizarre stance to take, Beckham. He must have been skinned. He mustn't have been able to afford a family holiday, David Beckham. And so I had to go and get those millions and zillions from the Qataris. But Jordan Henderson's more or less done the same thing by going to Saudi. But um, I do often chuckle at the fact that, you know, one gets buried at Wembley and one literally, there'd be people dropping at David Beckham's feet. But yeah, cricket, oh my. This isn't quite the England team that we've that we've become used to in the ODIs. You know, we had that sort of interlude under Owen Morgan where we were we were a genuinely good team to watch and a yeah. great team, aggressive team, absorbing. Obviously, when you take Jason Roy out of the fold, not quite the same. And obviously, the missing Stokes as well. But there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. It looks an ageing team to me. They were struggling yeah. to rediscover their fuzzy years. Which is a shame, but it's a long tournament, and they can, they could, stage a um, a revival. But I'd be stunned, you know. Historic day for Afghanistan cricket. A great day for Afghanistan as a whole. They're not going to have it easy in in life over the last what twenty years. And I hope that that sheds some light on some relatively dark times. Obviously, they've had earthquakes of late, and to see their team beat England at a cricket World Cup, you can just imagine how wow. great that would be. It's obviously not good for us, but a historic day for cricket, really. But I didn't watch it all. I was at a fourth birthday party. Wow. And that's how you ended up in Brig? Well, yeah. I mean, with the four-year-old. Alcohol. <laughs> no, no, not with the four-year-old, <laughs> but it was my nephew's party. So um, I was obliged to go, of course. And uh, it was a Where was it? Rascals? Oh, no, no. <laughs> swimming at the baths in Pemberton. Um, you in the water? Well, 
this is a thing. I spoke to my mum and my brothers about this. I said, do you think it's appropriate me going swimming? And they said, yeah, why wouldn't it be? But like when you're like the only person in the water without a child, like obviously as you can imagine, there's like lots of toddlers running around and jumping in. And, like, with the parents. Yeah, with the parents. And then and then it's just me who's also there. <laughs> you know, and there must have been some parents there scratching their head thinking, that guy is with us. Who on earth is this? And but um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't think anyone thought I was a uh, uh-huh. a perfect wrongin. A wrongin. Yeah, that's a good term for want of a better phrase. Yeah. So um, right, Alex is ready to join us. It's one of your pals, is it, or acquaintances? Well, I, 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 I played cricket um, against Alex a few times. He plays for Leyland, um, a keeper batsman. Oh, Joe Wilson's given the most revolting LBW against David <laughs> Warner. Apologies, I'm watching this whilst whilst spouting my nonsense. Looks like it's going over. I know Warner's not the biggest man on the planet, but Joe Wilson's a renowned disgraceful umpire, in my opinion. I once bumped into him in Dubai Airport. We had a picture. It was me, Joe Wilson, and Maria Erasmus. Did you tell anyway, him you thought he was a disgrace? No, no, no. <laughs> I just went up to him and said, Hi, Joe, please get on a picture. Uh, to which he obliged. It's actually a nice picture. But yeah, back to Alex. Played cricket against him um, and we were en route back from a London away and he was on a table with his dad and, uh, and me and a few mates just gate-crashed it, to be totally honest. But yeah, we had a bit of a laugh and then he replied to the tweet or he messaged me directly and said that he wouldn't mind coming on. So here he is. Here we are. Brilliant. Do you have any idea what he's coming to talk about or shall we ask him? Yeah, let's ask him. Bloody freezing today, isn't it? Well, cold. Yeah, it's got that. Alex, how are you, mate? Bite. You all right? Yeah. All right. How are we doing, pal? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah. Not so bad. You've got the cricket on in the background, they're not? Uh, no, I haven't. Probably should do. Yeah, well, Joe Wilson's been vindicated his decision to get David Warner out. It's an absolute shocker, though. <laughs> Umpires call Warner. He's fuming. <laughs> he's crashed his back against his pad and he's, he's shouted back to Joel. I suspect that'll result in, in a fine of some sort. Disgraceful behaviour, but it's not a good decision at all. Anyway, what score is yeah, good score to see you, Alex. Uh, Australia, 24 for one, chasing 210. They should still get him. Yeah. But uh, it's no real consolation to David Warner, is it? Uh, as Definitely Joe Wilson not. comes back on screen and gives that sheepish look. That's Joel well for you. Yeah, he's absolutely useless, isn't he? Uh, before you came on, Alex, we were talking about how, how he's a vile umpire. He's a shocker. You wouldn't like to, oh. wouldn't like to have him on a Saturday, would you? No. Definitely not on the wickets at Whittle, anyway. <laughs> Is there anything you want to discuss, Alex, North End-wise, or anything? Um, it can be absolutely anything, to be fair. Probably Take stay clear away. of the uh, disaster in Delhi yesterday, anyway. Oh, no, yeah. Idea result for England, yeah. Yeah, we just spoke um, about that before you came on. But just to bring it up to date, Alex, uh, we've spoken about Corey so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we spoke about Stephen dying. Hopefully it's not a spoiler for you. No, uh, no, no. I know all about that. Spoke, yeah. Yeah, we spoke about how it spoiled for me. Adam Brown texting in a group chat. Disgraceful behaviour. Um, spoke about Corey, and then we spoke about England's demise against Afghanistan yesterday. What a historic day it was for all the wrong reasons for England. Definitely need some uh, change of line-up there for England. Chris so, Wokes mate. is a big worry, isn't he? Chris Wokes is the worry. Yeah. I think you've got to be looking at giving Atkinson a go. A bit of more pace. Mr. Reliable Wokes getting carted. Yeah, not his condition. You, well... To be fair, like people always come out and say that Chris Rose is useless outside of England. Not necessarily the case in white ball cricket, though. What have you made of the season, Alex, so far? Have you been to um, most, most yeah, of the ways? Or? Well, missed the, all the games for cricket. Then oh, yeah. been to Rotherham. Should have won that. Typical Rotherham performance. Um, yeah, was, it? Le- yeah. Then Leicester. I mean, it's what you expect from Leicester. They've got the best team on paper, and that's what you saw from them. Birmingham game. Very good. Turn around there. Sort of like a different north end to say, past seasons to turn it around from 1-0 down. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, in right. recent years, 1-0's felt like you might as well go home. But Yeah, definitely. With uh, yeah. John, a bit less panic, haven't we, this season? Definitely. And then, obviously, the West Brom game. But I'm very impressed by West Brom, to be fair. thought they were better, a lot better than I thought they'd be. I think the front four, Phillips, Swift, Wallace, Dian Garner, was very impressive. It's top in um, that, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't mind that either, would you, really? No. No, you not think, at all. I, th- I think they'd get minutes, wouldn't they, for us? <laughs> I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Not really, no. I mean, we've got like Ben Woodburn as our backup, haven't we? So, you know, would you uh, would you necessarily get like like Swift really coming in for Woodburn? Would you swap Woodburn for Swift? I, I, I don't know what I don't know whether you would. What I was yeah. going to ask is, um, who would you say in terms of would North End's most valuable player in terms of who you think would miss the most if they were injured or not? I mean, good question. Very good question. I think we'd be pretty. Uh, there's multiple candidates, isn't there? Hmm. I think Woodman's a standout, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's one that came to my mind instantly. So that's no uh, slight on Di Cornell. <laughs> no, but we haven't watched a great yeah. deal of Di, have we? I'd love to speak to Di. Apparently, he's a he also got good, good bloke. With uh, I think he's played two games, hasn't he? His penalty save at Wolves is good. Yeah, um, yeah, he did well. At, he did well at Wolves. Did very well. Unlike Matt on a Sunday, who didn't do particularly well that night. <laughs> that was a hilarious night, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Why did Matt Ellis Sunday play against Wolves? <laughs> we were actually quite good in that game second half, weren't we? Like, we yeah. had a renaissance in that contest. Oh, this Pops. is close, Steve Smith. Joel, up goes the finger again! <laughs> yeah, that that time is out, definitely. That is out. They're in bother here, Oz. They're in bother. Yeah, no. We should have made it 2-2, shouldn't we, later on? Pots and a parrot. Yeah, yeah, Pots, yeah. To be fair, he'd be a tough one to replace. Yeah. In ter- well, in terms of missing because... There's nobody else, isn't there? Yeah. There's no one else. Literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd have probably Brown. said Whiteman before the season, wouldn't you? But obviously he mm-hmm. was missing and we've we've won six games without him. The thing is, though, with Whiteman, you can tell he's like all class, even when he came against Ipswich, you know, yeah. and there was that, you know, there was just calm there when he was on the pitch and we nearly got back into the game. He scored, obviously. Yeah, he just looks like classy individual. And you know what you've missed when he comes back in. Like... I appreciate we've won those games, but um, it's not as if we wouldn't have won those games with Whiteman in the team. He's our best midfielder, let's have it right. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we have missed it, contrary to results. be interesting to see if he stays, won't it? I feel, like the, I feel like the longer it goes on, you're probably leaning towards losing him. But What what sort of level team do you reckon highest he could get? In terms of he's position, you know, yeah, he could, he's a, he's a, I think yeah. he's a yeah, top 10 champ player, isn't he? I thought I'd love to see Whiteman in a real in a really like well not that we're not well coached, but really yeah. like tactically strong. I think he'd be brilliant. Probably, yeah. yeah. You know, we've kinda of gone ugly, haven't we, this season? And that probably suits us more. But I don't know if it suits him. Yeah. Spot on. So it'd be good for like yeah. a West Brom. Yeah, yeah, he would. Corberan, someone like that. Obviously it's liking him. to st- liking to stay with us, but I think if it gets to January then you've you're probably going to have to try and cash in, aren't you? Yeah, you never know. With the uh, with the bid that we might get, it might be too good to refuse, mightn't it? Especially if he wants out anyway. Which, I always get that impression that he's not actually keen on, on North End at all, really. <laughs> Very serious um, character. Yeah. But, I don't really know, because I don't know him whatsoever. You'll you'll know more, George, because you'll suppose him in press conferences. But he always looks like he just really can't be bothered with any of <laughs> um, um, I think he looks frustrated a lot of the time. On the pitch, yeah. like if a centre back doesn't pass to him or someone doesn't quite do something right, it's like he can't really understand why they've done it wrong. But he's a he's a proper nice lad, and I think he enjoys like the players we've got and the squad and everything in the club. Um, but yeah, I think he might be wanting to push himself a bit higher, which seems silly because yeah. we're third. But you know what I mean. Sure know what I mean. Peter's persuasion. Well, <laughs> If anyone you know, can get Riddler. him to put pen to paper, proven track record, the Riddler, terrific at getting new contracts over the um, over the line. Just look at like Robbie Brainy, we managed to persuade to, <laughs> to stay here for longer. You know, Woodburn, um, Cunningham. You know, we've had some some proper players upside down the deal. Yeah. Josh Harrop's another. Yeah. But um, nah, to be fair, I mean, at Brown and and Johnson stayed, didn't they? You know, yeah. he's done some good work, the Riddler, uh, and he ought to be commended. And it would be no shock whatsoever <laughs> would he get um, White Whiteman to, to sign on once again. Because after all, it was him who brought him to the club, wasn't it, the Riddler? So um, we must say, thank you, Peter. <laughs> Are you a regular listener, Alex? Yeah, every week, every week. Mostly for the, uh, well, obviously the Palace Shield cricket chat's ended now, so... Yeah. That's good. That's gonna be a miss throughout the winter. Maybe we should start a yeah. Palace Shield podcast. Oh, don't want, to on, don't, want to, don't want to step on Neil Harvey's toes. Oh, is there one? <laughs> right. Well there isn't there yeah. isn't rumours flying that Neil Harvey is fancying one again. 
Now, that would be a thing, wouldn't it? I don't want to get in his way. Neil Harvey's podcast yeah. is terrific. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to the Watley Dale one that he did at the start <laughs> of the cricket season earlier on. He spoke about how he thought that us at PCC would be quite strong at the start of the season, but would tail off. And um, as it happened, we, we managed to collar his team late on the last day to win the title. <laughs> Good afternoon, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to this, Neil, I hope you're well, pal. I hope you're wintering well. Um, and I look forward to um, to our paths crossing in the near future. And I, Well, I was mad keen for the end of season annual do um, at Ribby Hall, but now Blackburn away has been moved. It's on that mm. night, so I can't go for that either. So I won't be able to see Neil Harvey for a bit, which is a massive shame because I'm a big fan of Neil. I think he's a terrific bloke and terrific cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a Chef Wednesday fan as well. He's so, an owl, yeah. isn't he? He's a big owl. He's a torrid time. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's blocked my phone number, Neil, actually. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, it's after you run away out from Watford, so thanks to me. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> we did take time going back from Watford. He didn't answer. People listening to this and thinking, who on earth is Neil Harvey? But he's a massive <laughs> name in the amateur cricket world. He really is. Big Not name. even amateur cricket world, like... Like lower league amateur yeah. cricket. Work. <laughs> Are you on the game Saturday, Alex? Yeah, I'll be there Saturday. Uh, stuff. Yeah, tough one to Millwall. Always seem to be a bogey team. Yeah, just it's just always, Rowett, isn't it? Gary Rowett. Yeah, Rowett. Yeah, always like well drilled. Just but <laughs> always seems to be well drilled against North End. I see them sometimes in other games and not look that great, but against North End always seems to turn up. Yeah, they're always a yeah, big, one of them. big team, aren't they? Yeah, they're always like physical and horrible, and make you make it just a really long afternoon. Yeah, I've not, the, I've not checked the forecast, but I bet it's chucking down. <laughs> yeah, be yeah, grey, rainy. Even no. guy out sorted that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the game at our place last year was a bit carnage in terms of two 0 down, then bring it back to two two. Yeah, and finish four yeah. two, didn't it? One for the momentum, maniacs. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. Yes, indeed. How on earth did North End wrestle the momentum back and then Millwall managed to wrestle it back from the team who just wrestled the momentum back? How on earth did they explain these rhetorics? I don't know. This cricket World Cup's been hell on it. Owen Morgan, every other word, momentum. Great captain, great cricketer, but my word, an absolute momentum maniac is Owen Morgan, mm. which is a shame because I was a big fan of Owen Morgan growing up. Like, it was a good game, that, for the neutral, weren't it? Frustrating for us, though. That's when the announcer went scoring his hat trick for Millwall. <laughs> yeah, Zion Fleming. Fleming. I'm just sat there like, what on earth has possessed him to say that? To be fair, that that announcer's come back now, and he a little bit like Brad Potts and and like a few others before him. You know, they hated, they absolutely hated, and then and now they loved, don't they? That announcer's great, I think. Oh, You're Kelly Townend, are you? Football, I think it's absolutely superb. Walk around his big... jacket, yeah. His passion, his passion is unmatched. He walks with that, with that swagger. real uh, zest and swagger. Yeah. Panache, he's got panache. That's what I describe him. I like him. I, I think, think I always think you're good at game. that. What the PA announcer, yeah, yeah, that needs to happen for sure. It'd be unbelievable. What I like it? about it. What I like about it is obviously when North End score, it's like, goal score for Preston North End, number two, Graham Alexander. I'm going, yeah. And then like, opposition score, goal score for Reading, number 10, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a real art to it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Timing of it that, as well. Just as the yeah, walking guy, back to the centre circle. Yeah. That guy didn't quite master it early on, but now he's now he's great. I always remember when someone said like, scored an own goal was it Ben Turner against us and the PA announcer was like scoring his first goal for Preston I think he, <laughs> I, think he, I think he got sacked after it yeah. <laughs> Adam Cattrall has gone on to have, to have yeah, his yeah. great career in like sports broadcasting he got whizzed didn't he after he said welcome back to the Uriah Rennie show <laughs> after, after the half time break although who's laughing now <laughs> you know he's now yeah. talk sport he's like the combat sport man there isn't he at talk sport Adam Cattrall. He runs his own award-winning podcast. Talk of those awards. Do you think we'll ever get nominated for one of them ridiculous award things that people ask people to vote for on uh, on Twitter? I know. No. No. <laughs> no I uh, Which is a shame, really, because that'd be quite a good night out, wouldn't it? <laughs> a tremendous night out, though. 
What is it like the football content awards or something? Content yeah. creator, or, yeah. <laughs> we could go up against like Guardian Football Weekly. Yeah, Jonathan View and Barney or from Roney. The Finney. Well, oh. indeed, yeah, indeed, nah. the FTF lads, yeah. Yeah, they'll have to record to get on with that, won't they? When was the last one? <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this brownie, stop watching Corey and ruining my Friday nights and start recording some content, pal. <laughs> Too much North End chat on that one. Oh, Jesus. This Sorry. is becoming vindictive. This is uh, this is an ideal. This I'm is looking, massive... This is starting to look planned. <laughs> Come on. No, to be I'm a massive fan of the Friendly Funny podcast. Got huge yeah. admiration for Jake and Brownie. Yeah, that was tremendous, weren't it? When they had the Riddler on recently. Um, <laughs> his first question was last year's last year's home form. It's like bloody yeah. hell, Jake. We're top of the league, top of the league international break. Cheer up, man! Come on now. I think he was a fan of them disagreeing with his uh, three and five transfer policy working no, out. Well, the the best thing about that was he. he Changed it to like, was it two out of five or was it three yeah. out of five? But whichever yeah. one it was, it changed. The <laughs> <laughs> best part about that interlude was the fact that uh, he was calling Brownie insane for thinking that, <laughs> that, it, that he wasn't right. Like, you're, you're crazy, Adam, if you disagree with me. <laughs> like, Brownie's like, no, I just think that. Like, like a decent club wouldn't want that ratio of transfers. You sound insane, Adam. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you, Peter, for that great moment. <laughs> Some classic PR. Classic PR from PR. Lives for it, doesn't he? He'll be working till the day he dies, please. He, he just lives and breathes football, doesn't he? I suppose about lucky to have a bloke who just propels his whole <laughs> life into this thing. He does park his car in front of the Invincible stand, and I've always been surprised no one's ever trashed Bricked it. Or... it. Yeah, yeah, it's in a prime spot with no one next to it. The reg is uh, pretty obvious as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is, yeah. I'd be absolutely distraught if something happens to his car after this. Told him where... <laughs> where his car is and what the... <laughs> <laughs> Peter's rangy on rocks after Saturday's yeah. game. Oh, you can just yeah. imagine it, a row at Masterclass. 2-0 defeat. And then the river <laughs> coming back to his motor, he's on rock. <laughs> with a dozen eggs crashed into the side. And we'd obviously condemn that kind of behaviour. Yeah, I mean, why on earth would you ever contemplate defacing Peter Isdale's car with eggs? What are you reckon for the next two home games then? Ooh, very different tests, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Southampton have had some dreadful results, but they've picked up of late, haven't they? Thanks for bringing it back onto Planet <laughs> Earth, by the way. <laughs> um, Occasionally we need that on this podcast, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Especially George, the nightmare for going off on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Millwall, I think, don't think they've been doing too well, have they? So we need, we should be re-energised for it and we should be really keen to make up for the last three. So I think you'd be delighted with four points, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. It's good to get back to home, isn't it? I mean, Ipswich and Leicester away uh, in the space of a week is a real horrible, horrible yeah. uh, round of games. So, yeah. Good chance to get back to winning ways at home in front of the sky cameras. Um and then obviously we play midweek again, which is um which is good. That old cliche deep down under the lights. But it's true, it's a lovely thing. Um and I'm really looking forward to both games. I can't imagine any other outcome than six points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we on sky against the Saints as well? Or not? Well, I made that up. Possibly. We'll be on the red button, won't we? I wanna say it's on um, it's like the main event. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. It'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Back-to-back games. Yeah. No, what, what are you thinking, think, Alex? Are you confident? Or I think for us, playing a team like like Southampton Leicester is. I think having a midweek is better. Yeah. Because that's what Deepdale thrives on is the midweek home games. Uh, I think mm. that somehow gives us an increased chance. I, I agree. Yeah, somehow. I don't but... agree. I think it's absolute nonsense. <laughs> but um, yeah, I suppose. Well, like a cliche, a bit like momentum, isn't it? Yeah, it's essentially it wasn't momentum But the um, town end might have more suction at midweek than it does at weekend. I don't know what Drickin it does. I don't know it's got that extra sort of pull. Can you remember us losing at home in midweek last season? Like, I can remember us having some rubbish defeats, but I'm pretty sure it was all in the day. Mm. Yeah, we don't we don't get beat when it when it goes dark around. There. No, <laughs> no, definitely. Tottenham, obviously, that was 
was yeah. a bad one. But... Yeah, we played well that night, though, didn't we? We actually tried to win that game, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we, we really went toe-to-toe with them that night, didn't we? It was one of the worst nights of all time. It was <laughs> it was feeble, that, weren't it? It was a woeful cut draw, and then an even worse cut tie. Rubbish. Were you watching the round one FA Cup draw with Jealousy yesterday? Yes, Blackpool always get great draws. Bromley away. I mean, that's one of the greats again. Why can't we play in round one? Is that I a genuine why. question? Right. No, no, no. <laughs> I know why, but you should be able to like. Maybe we should apply get relegated. Round one. Yeah, go, go no. play Bar- Barnet at home again. Yeah, a good average. It was a great hat trick, wasn't yeah. it? It was a great hat trick. Yeah, it was a good hat, superb hat trick. Um, haven't yeah. in Waterlooville. Yeah, you got to exactly. No, you got it. Was a Monday no. night. No. But um, I, th- I, th- I was in Krakow when the draw was made because, if you recall, it was it was Havant or it was something Island. It was a because their game went to a replay. Maybe Island. Canvey. Canvey is it? Yeah. Canvey Island. Yeah, he's on there, yeah. And I thought, yeah, that is an unbelievable <laughs> draw. And then and then they messed it up, didn't they, by making it a Monday night? Thirty yeah. seconds less on the scoreboard in George, by the way. Doesn't tell me that. Where does it tell you? Just I pops get up. A clock. 10 minutes remaining. Right. 20 seconds now. Alex, great to have you on, mate. Thank you very Been much. a pleasure. All right. Really Take care, cool. pal. See you later. One more guest to join us. And uh, pretty excited for this one. A renowned name on the, <laughs> the hashtag. What is he? The Preston, Absolutely. the Preston Him Club founder. Indeed. Yeah. He obviously worked at Preston North End as a cleaner. Worked a or works? Yeah. Worked. Past wow. Times, I think. We'll have to ask him about it. But um, he certainly works there. I, I don't think he still does because he's a fruit and veg deliverer, isn't he? I'm pretty sure that's the day job. Um, and he goes by the name of? Danny Big G. Daniel Gillingham. Or, quite simply, the Big G, as he's known in the trade. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having him on. I'll have to do this more often. Hopefully people are inspired by Alex, who I was, I thought, thought was wonderful, really. Um, yeah, it was good, Alex. And obviously, high hopes for the big G to come on and provide some entertainment. Well, absolutely. He's been entertaining Twitter for quite a while now, hasn't he? Well, no, he know, doesn't take um, himself too seriously, does he? But No, he doesn't. But I can tell you now that he takes the work he does in the community incredibly seriously. Right. Um, and obviously, he takes great pride in the hymns that he and a few other members come up with. So... He might appear tongue-in-cheek, but he's a deeply serious character, and I've no doubt he'll come on and, you know, explain why. But, yeah, just back onto your previous point about hopefully people uh, take take wisdom and come on here. Yeah, it'd be good, because Alex was good to be fair, wasn't he? He came he on. Was. And I haven't seen he, his name uh, too much on Twitter, but he obviously tunes in. It's always good to hear that people listen week in, week out, isn't it? We spoke about yeah. it a few weeks ago, after Ipswich, didn't we, like... Like a person I'd never met before came up to me randomly and said that he listens. It's it's remarkable. How do people recognise me for a start? Although I am the most recognisable person on the planet. Right? Once yeah. people see my face, they don't unsee it, do they? I so wouldn't it's say nice so, no. Danny, Danny Big G has entered the waiting room. Here we go. <laughs> It'd be good to put a face to the name, <laughs> won't it? Danny Big G. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> Here he is. This Big is... G. Good <laughs> this evening. Is absolutely insane. Are we live? Oh, we're, we're just live. rolling with it. Yeah, we're just rolling with it. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> we can chop it up if needed. Quality, love it. This is great a... to have you. Yeah, no, great, great to be here. You've got a lot of respect for uh, Adam, haven't you? <laughs> Too much respect. Too much respect. <laughs> yeah. Before you came on, there, Danny, we were talking about you know. Um, how entertaining you are on Twitter um, and how we're lucky to have you on our Twitter space type thing <laughs> like the hashtag with you with your work that you've done in the community uh, you've you obviously cleaned at North End in the past and you made the hymn club which has been a great success as well so how do you find the time? Well you, you missed <laughs> you missed one there actually from uh, my CV I, I, have missed one. I have missed one go on Danny enlighten the, the listenership I don't know if you did mention it. Maybe I missed it, but the, the Preston Pub Cup, which um, yeah, got people that. through, yeah, got people through that tough time. Um, made a lot of money for charity in in the process, selling t-shirts. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's a it's a tough gig being the big G. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we um, we do it's all for a good cause. 
yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. People have been tagging me in many posts over many months and years to finally come on to this podcast. Brilliant. How long were you a cleaner for, Danny? About three months, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got um, paid off, essentially, to leave the club. And then they uh, advertised for a new post, which was, yeah, upsetting. But we move on. We can't question the man himself, Peter Risdale, for the decisions that he makes. He knows best. Do you want to uh, thank, you, thank Peter for anything in particular? or? Yeah, I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's, um, there's lots of things we could thank Peter for. Um, but yeah, just for, for driving this club forward. Peter Ridsdale, he's been here for what over ten years now. Mm. Look where we are, third in the league. Um, so yeah, I just want to say thank you, Peter. And if you are listening, I'm sure you are. Um, yeah, we are. We appreciate you. Which is great, really, when you when you take into account, obviously, the uh, uh, the previous story that that the big G just told us there that he was laid off by the football club during Peter Ridsdale's tenure. But you know, the respect he's still got still that there. love and yeah. respect within him to recognise the job that he's done at Preston North End. So kudos, you know, that's the sort of effect the great man has on not just us, but um, employees as well. And how would you assess the work the Him Club's done in the last few months? Yeah, so that was a, a relatively new project, trying to obviously improve the quality of the Preston North End chants, which over the years have been questionable Um so yeah, that was a, a trying to sort of really drive the the kind of atmosphere, if you like, on games. And um, yeah, the Him Club is getting bigger and bigger now. We're getting lots more messages about suggested chants. I think the Him Club probably was at its peak when the Him Club made the the chant about Andre Green to the tune of Dancing Queen. I think so it was a, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a <laughs> it was a great day away at Swansea when it was uh, debuted. Um, and I don't think he came on that day, if I, my memory says it right. I don't think so. <laughs> he was there, though. Absolutely off in the terraces. Yeah. <laughs> he kept warming up in front of the um, away end, and so I bet he must have been scratching his head, thinking, what on earth is going on here? Was that when Louis, Malt got, when Louis Malt got crippled? Yes, injured, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm. Poor Louis. If you're listening, mate, uh, Louis, <laughs> I hope you're well, pal. So I'm not still crippled from that day at Fonsey. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a well, year yeah. and a half, weren't he, after that? Yeah, he was. It's sad. He, mm. he barely stepped foot on a football field, really. But, mm. uh, but when he did, he left lasting moments. So, like Nottingham away, didn't he? That that went absolutely well, yeah. off. Indeed. Yeah, special ties. I, I must admit, I, I like to, you know, reflect on the hymn club because I remember when it started and I thought to myself, you know, it might not quite catch fire, but it really has. You know, the amount of people are tweeting in, trying to come up with a new chance. It, it can only be a good thing on Deepdale. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I've seen a few I mean, really good ones like bubbling on social media and then is the big thing and then transitioning it to the to the terraces to hear it during games. Yeah, it needs a lot of simplif- simplification, I think, for um, sort yeah. of the, the North End faithful. Um, no offence to them, but um, yeah, it, it does take, uh, it needs a, a bit of translating for that, yeah. that live um, performance, if you like, of these chants. Yes. But, um, I think... I'd just like to do a shout out. Can we can we stop these uh, recycling of Liverpool chants, please? That would uh, be the only thing I'd, yeah. I'd say. It's controversial, but no, there'd be a lot of them. I, I can't stand that current LA, LA, LA one. Not just because Liverpool have made it a hit, but also Blackpool quite early on also started to do it. And now we're doing it as well. Please just do us all a favour and put that one away. It's hellish. Is that the Alan Brown one? Yeah, about him disliking tangerines. <laughs> yeah. It's just nonsensical. No it need was, whatsoever for it. There was mm-hmm. one that um, the Him Club tweeted out after f- a few uh, a few ales before Bristol away. I think it was this season, which was the uh, is a recycled one actually, technically. Um, but it was the the one for Key and Best about about going on the piss with Key and Best when he's ah, uh, yeah when he's left this earth. Which I think um, I saw some opposition it. to that on Twitter because he's still alive, isn't he? Just yeah. But, I mean, most of our chants don't really make any sense, do they, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're up against P&E, really. P&E, P&E, aren't you? So it's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, um, yeah, the Alan Brown Beluga one has got a bit of, um, yeah, a bit of con- controversial views, hasn't it, recently? I think people are trying to veer away from um, 
suggesting that Alan Brown is spending all his time in Beluga and uh, yeah. yes, hunting for cougars. But the thing <laughs> is, is that I, quite often being in Beluga, especially in my youth, and I've never come across a cougar in there once. Obviously, it's ultimately because it rhymes with Beluga, isn't it? But um, I think yeah, it might be. That yeah. just needs a real remake, doesn't it? A real freshen up, but the LALA one is not. And just to go back onto the uh, the Kian, uh, Kian Best one, it's been made into a flag now, hasn't it? So that's just yeah. the sort of last impact that the Him Club has had. You know, it's been made into a flag and people are loving it, people are getting on board with it. I suppose it's better than, you know, uh, he's one of our own. That is why the Him Club uh, has been established, to drive out those boring chants of, yeah, of... Um... Yeah, la la la, and um, yeah, peony peony peony, which is fine, but we we do like some of the uh, creative chants. I'm trying to think of any others that have, that have kind of I, evolved. I saw a good Robbie Brady one to uh, you to me or everything yeah. a few years ago, about yeah, a year ago. On that one, so we tried to get it going at Ipswich, uh, but yeah. he was having that bad a game that we were getting like we were almost like getting death threats from all the Northern fans. People are doing that one going, yeah. Singing you to me are everything, the sweetest cross that I have seen. Oh, Brady. Oh, oh Brady. Brady. <laughs> to you, I guess I'm just a clown who pays his hard-earned £20. Oh, Brady. It didn't quite catch on, sadly. Maybe that's what Robbie yeah. Brady needs to really kick him on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bit well, of loving. Possibly. I think, oh, it didn't work for Andre Green, though, did it? When we had the arguably one of the best mm-hmm. chants. Yeah. Obviously, the Mavididi one wasn't your work, but that was a good one. But he was... Oh. He didn't really play much either. That was that was one of the. I was about to say that because you mentioned it, didn't you, on your last podcast? I think I was listening. Yeah, the Mavidi one is absolutely yeah. world class. <laughs> that and also, I think another favourite of, of my own is the uh, the great man himself, Peter Risdale. Um, more recently, the uh, Money, Money, Money one, which uh, works perfectly. Not just that yeah. though. We're coming up to the we're coming up to Christmas now, aren't we? And obviously. Um, you know, the Plymouth Argyle or spiteful one. Ryan Lowe, <laughs> Ryan Lowe, Ryan Lowe. Yeah, top. that's probably the top five for the Hymn Club, I think, in terms of creation. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Riddler is so delightful. Frankie's back delivering post. Absolutely superb. Uh, Are there any players yeah, you're looking at next top. for a chance? Right. Is there anyone you think deserves one? Um, yeah, I think... I mean, obviously, Oz Majic has now got his, got his own one, hasn't he? Which is another uh, recycled recycled job, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Who else hasn't got one? Mads. 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 I think uh, I think you you wrote one for for Mads, didn't you, Sully? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what was that? I sent it in, but um, but mine needed quite a lot of simplification. Again, though, it was slightly recycled um, to the tune of Stone Roses, uh, made of stone. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't remember the lyrics. But it ended with playing in the hole. <laughs> um, I can't really remember the lyrics, but yeah, I had a I had a go for Frock, y'all. Trying to find, I'm trying to find it now. Actually, I'm sure the hit, the, yeah, it was um, yeah, to the tune of "Made of Stone," co-written with Adam Salisbury. He goes sometimes, I oh know, sometimes I uh... fantasize. We've got Mad Frock Guy Jensen. Came from Denmark for the Preston, scoring all the goals. <laughs> Playing in the plays hole. In the yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't quite what I wrote originally, but yeah, that was the end of the. Um, that was as a result of the of the revision. But yeah, that could go off, couldn't it? But people just aren't willing to steer clear of the where the one and only North End and PNA PNA PNA. Do you try and chant during the game, Solly? Bits and bats. I quite like PNA, PNA, PNA. To be honest, that's that's one of my favourite chants. No, not necessarily. I'm not a massive chanter. I suppose when the whole crowd's chanting away, I like to get involved. Yeah. Are you a chanter from the press box? Do you think it'd be necessary if you could chat? Do you think it'd be appropriate? Uh, no. In fact, one of the recent games was either Ipswich or Leicester. There was there was strict instructions not to celebrate. celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Which I've never seen before, so it must have been Leicester. But it's a bit full on that, innit? What about if North End score at Deepdale? Are you up? Do you clap? Or do yeah, you no, I, sta- stand, I stand them. Like, well, it depends the circumstances. If we'd have scored against West Brom, I probably would have just stayed sat down. But yeah. like, when we score a winner, I, yeah, I can get up there. I've got a question sent in. Name one player, past or present, 
to join you on a lad's holiday. Christ. I'm going to have to go for Peter Ridsdale. I know he's not a player, but he's 100% the Riddler. Or, or him, another one who's not a player, him or Alex Neal, or both, if that's an option. Um, I think that'll be a terrific stag do. Two, two blokes who are revered amongst the fans um, and and two blokes who you can't imagine any other outcome than having a great time with. So I'm going to say Riddler, and if I could take one more, I would take Alex Neal too. Throw uh, Graham Wesley as well, just <laughs> to add, add, to that, add to that mix. <laughs> really would be some stag do that. Graham Wesley. Under the cosh was ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> what was your favourite bit? I think... I think the treadmill bit was my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely looked, brilliant. Well, the treadmill was stupid things to him. Love seeing the my fit van outside having to pick the tre- treadmill up because he's because <laughs> he's beat it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, what sort of maniac does that? Surely he'd be, he'd be quite annoyed that your treadmill's been broke. But no, he yeah, he, yeah. he looks at it as if I've just I've just done you. I've done a job on you type thing, like a boxer in a in a sauna with another boxer. Right. Uh, and there's these tails, isn't there, where they refuse to get out, and it's like basically having to get dragged out. And then whoever gets out, like, like basically, wins. <laughs> that's what Tyson Fury spoke about when he beat Vladimir Klitschko in 2015. He um, he spoke about how ultimately, you know, he knew he'd beat Vlad because he outstayed him in a sauna. Uh, and that's basically <laughs> Wesley and his treadmill. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, he is completely nuts, isn't he? But he wanted to do well so much. The worst part about it is I was listening to it and and I actually agreed with with what he was saying. Well, there was some ridiculous They brought some ridiculous stuff up and and you're thinking, how's he going to try and explain this? And then by the end of it, you were kind of seeing what he what he meant, but it was still crazy, weren't it? He somehow managed to convince us that him getting Lee Trundle to do an impression of an elephant on all fours in his office was actually a reasonable thing to do to someone. Yeah, like, it, you could you could genuinely like accept that that was a rational thing to do, and yet really, <laughs> like everyday life, it just isn't, is it? Could you imagine you, you George, and the block at Elliot P says, "Go on all fours, do an elephant impression." Like, I just couldn't ever imagine that ever happening to you. I don't think I'd have done it. I'm surprised Lee Trundle. Lee Trundle must have been desperate for a team. <laughs> Well, yeah, the fact that Wesley's walking around trying to man mark his players just when <laughs> just walking into his office yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, like like Sully said, though, actually, it actually a lot of the stuff actually made sense. Weirdly, it convinced is. me that a lot of the stuff that, yeah. that I previously thought, well, that's absolutely ridiculous, actually made sense. Yeah. You could see I how enjoyed, his, yeah. you could see how his cogs had turned and led him to that point. Yeah. The weights thing where they'd hidden the weights and he made them do double minutes. the amount of weights without weights. <laughs> it's absolutely box office. You can imagine him being absolutely fuming, can't you? Like, giggling, giggling before saying, oh, lads, we just hidden weights. They're like, oh, good work, lads. <laughs> Wesley comes <laughs> like, right, no problem. No weights, we'll do twice as much. Enjoy, lads. And like, you'd be like, what an absolute dick, wouldn't you? You'd be fuming with that. But yeah. no wonder we got beat most weeks, though. He absolutely messed our pitch up as well, didn't he? I went and watched some highlights yeah, for his time. It, yeah, he thought it was too nice, didn't he, for opposition teams. So he made it like yeah. theirs. Oh, incredible. There's barely any grass in it. We used to win like uh, we used to win the the groundsman award like year in, year out because it was pristine deep now, weren't it? Yeah. And then Wesley came in like you played on Moor Park. May as well yeah. have played on more part for a lot of his tenure. It's all a bit of a blur that time for me. I do remember a bit. My abiding memory of Wesley is I, I used to like be a bit of an autograph hunter back in my uh, back in my youth, um, and I was next to the tunnel one day, and Wesley always used to wander out with like a cup of tea or something. And there was a woman. Sorry, he had a box of Jaffa cakes to dip into his tea, and a woman. <laughs> made a comment to him and said, they're orange then, we shouldn't be eating them. Typical town and style. And I'll never forget it, he dropped the, he dropped the box of Jaffa Cakes on the floor, stamped on them and said, he's not good enough for it and walked <laughs> off. That is just absolutely mental, isn't it? I remember being fuming because I wouldn't have minded a Jaffa Cake at the time. Yeah, that's class. Yeah, Like a polystyrene cup. It was never in a proper mugger out, were it? It was always one of them ridiculous cups. Bring it back, I say. No, he was uh, 
character, wasn't he, to say the least. Did actually recruit some good players, though, to be fair. He to did, him. he did, he did. Yeah. He spoke about it, didn't he? He said he regrets, obviously, like bringing in like a Dave Buchanan's play. Too um, many good players. Yeah. Not yeah. That's what he's saying. That, that was his one regret, was bringing in too many good players. Yeah, for yeah. Position. And I thought he managed to name the only position where you'd probably see what he meant left back. Yeah. I don't think anywhere else was like that. <laughs> <laughs> like Joel Byron's never getting in over John Welsh. Well, he, he spoke team. about. He spoke about like John Moussini or like it was Steven Gerrard and he brought Lampard in who was John Welsh to the other way around. <laughs> yeah. like, John Moussini was absolutely appalling for us. Yeah, he was, he was a big <laughs> disappointment, know, weren't he? To be fair, he went on to have like an half-decent career, didn't he? But he was actually useless for us. Obviously, John Welsh was good, but Christ, imagine picking Moussini over John Welsh. Just wouldn't happen, would it? How many did he sign in that summer? Was it about 15 players? Probably more, weren't it? I remember, I remember getting back Back from school and going on the was... North End website every yeah. day, and there'd be a new signing. <laughs> yeah, new one every Mental. day <laughs> from League Two or League One. Always like captains as well of like other teams, like Council Sheriff, yeah. 27, Lucinio, 28 year olds, Welsh, Andy Proctor. <laughs> what, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, like you check Craig the website Morgan. and then you go on Wikipedia to see where they've been because you never heard of them. Yeah, Job that needed doing, weren't it? But crikey. Yeah, you wouldn't have been like, you, you wouldn't have liked being one of them who were um, stuffed over to Rosendale, never to be seen again, would you? But yeah, he had a job to do and he did actually quite well. Uh, it's just, we were absolutely turgid on the field of play. That's what cost him most. We were appalling. Neil Mellor's yeah, not a fan cool. of Graham Wesley, is he? I don't think Neil Mellor's a fan of many people other than himself, really. <laughs> like, if you go on that, if you go on his Twitter, he said goodbye to Deepdale Duck, right? And he posted a picture of him on the pitch at Deepdale with his children. And it took me a few minutes to work out that Deepdale Duck was on the picture. He's like, it's yeah, an yeah. absolutely staggering picture to choose for. <laughs> A goodbye to Deep Nailed Up. But it's all about Neil Mellor. So, unsurprising, really. But yeah, he's no Wesley fan, is he? Big G, Don't have you got anything you want to discuss? <laughs> um, Obviously, well, Alex, we had a lad on called Alex before and he, he brought a question to the table. Who would be a toughest, the toughest player to replace in the Preston team? So, that kind of vibe, if you've got anything. Or just, just anything that's on your mind, Preston-related or... Okay. We spoke well, in depth earlier on about, um, about Stephen Reeves' death. Um, on Corey, um, <laughs> we don't want to regurgitate all ground. But just in case you were going to bring a, a Corey question to the uh, to the table. Well, I mean, related to that, then is um, probably asking. Yeah, thinking in terms of baddies, Corey baddies. Who who would who be your favourite Corey badman? Oh, oh, there's been some great baddies over the years, aren't there? Mine's quite an odd one, but it. It is 100% John Stape. He was absolutely superb. He was evil. But he was also quite lovable and, hard to say, nice. But ultimately, you know, he was a teacher. He was a member of the community. It's just a shame he, um, he kidnapped <laughs> Rosie Webster. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, G? Who's your favourite um, Corey um... Baddy? Yeah, there's been a few, haven't there, over the years. I mean, I think the last, well, my favourite baddie is probably, obviously, Richard Hillman has to get a mention for his uh, techniques that he engaged in. Classic, the Maxine Peacock one was especially uh, a really good good episode, that. But, um, yeah, obviously, Hillman, Pat Phelan, got got a mention, big, big, big Pat. I think that one of the last episodes where he was walking down the street going to the tune of Joy Division, I think, was... um, (laughs) A highlight for myself, but um, I think the last good baddie because I don't like um, what's his name? Is it Stephen Reed? Do you say? Yeah, idiot, isn't he? Terrible, but I think Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Metcalf, <laughs> yeah, Jeff, yeah. He was, he so was, the man yeah. who um, who tortured um, what's her name? Yeah, what's her name? Jasmine, yeah. Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah, that's the one, yeah, yeah some great work that for Jeff. <laughs> It was pretty box obviously, <laughs> weren't he, to be fair? <laughs> yeah. yeah he was one of them cool. blokes who you genuinely like despised. And that's always a good a good mm. baddie, isn't it? Where you genuinely want to get hold of him and shake him and yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff was good. He always slips the mind a little bit, doesn't he? Well he was, he was the last one that I could think of that was that, that was a, a genuinely good good baddie. 
Um, yeah. But I'm afraid to say I, I've switched over more to Emmerdale actually in recent years. I know you're a fan, Solly. Of, of Massive fan, but we can't discuss it because I've not I've not watched Fridays yet. All oh, right, okay. Well, um, unfortunately. Which, which which is remiss of me, but yeah, I'm a massive massive Emmerdale fan. It's always been my number one. <laughs> Are you watching Big Brother? Uh, yeah, but again, I've not watched I've not watched Friday, so we're struggling to um, so to delve into that one as well. I do know it's gone because yet again I got a spoiler. Luckily, it wasn't off. Well, it's Monday. Um, I know it's Monday, but clearly on about what I've been doing. I was at S and G on Friday night. Simon and Garth Uncle Tribute Night. I was I was out in Lancaster on Saturday, and then I was at the children's birthday party and a brig yesterday. And then literally, I've just been all day slaving away to them walls, decorating. What a shocker. Who's your favourite on Big Brother? Uh, uh, good question. I like that Scunthorpe. Yeah, that Scunthorpe guy. What's he's his name? superb, isn't he? Jordan. Jordan, yeah. He's a uh, box office. I quite like Kerry as well. Is he the one who was eating pot noodle with mayo? In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah that's that's outrageous, but yeah, that's a terrible thing to do. It, he's um, he's making headway with that Welsh girl, isn't he? Yeah, keeping an eye I'm on that. Looking forward to seeing how that love story blossoms and unfolds. ITV Two HD. <laughs> Five minutes left. Been a pleasure. Are you on the game on Saturday, Danny? I am indeed. Early kick yeah. off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, early kick yeah. off. Yeah, there in uh, in the Invincibles. Either Block C or Block H is uh, where I reside at the moment. Good stuff. Apart from Solly, actually, yeah. Block C. Mm. Do you see him sometimes on the the footy? Yeah. Yeah. Quite often, actually. Yeah, see there. See on uh, Meadow Street, Hilly Doors. Indeed. 9am in Meadows. I'll be in Navy. Would you like a stab at a retro P&E Millwall game? Oh, God. I I listen to this every, every podcast and these questions. I don't know how Solly even... Attempts to, to well, this is actually quite nice. This because it's normally just like people messaging George saying he's absolutely clueless. That guy, like, why on earth do you keep getting this guy on week in, week out? He's absolutely no idea. So it's funny, wasn't it? Mm. Before we've got three minutes 55 before we end, I've got a couple of Twitter shout outs as well. So, oh, just we'll, crack on with that then. Yeah, that's fine. There's, a, there's, there's, there's two people that I want to give a shout out to. Obviously, one, both of you probably know the, the man himself, Still Hitch. I, I can't remember what his exact is Twitter handle is. Still Hitch, I think. I think, I think it's it's still, still Hitch. Hitch. So yeah. Go and give that man a follow. He's uh, been involved in a few uh, controversial Twitter spats. And there's a there's a new man on the block, actually, that I really want to push. I want to get a, a campaign to push this man. I don't know. I don't know. Who, how many of you are actually aware that this man now has a Twitter account? It goes by the name of James Wolf. He's got Twitter. Yeah, he's got Twitter. Um, so I want a campaign to grow his Twitter account. He's only just joined. I think he's got two followers at the moment. So his, his Twitter handle is <laughs> G. So J E E nine five two nine eight. So we want a campaign to boost G nine five two nine eight. Is, is this James Walsh in control of his own account, or is it someone else? It is. It's in control of his own account. But yeah, I think he, he really wants to push himself now into the uh, <laughs> public domain. So please do go and give him a follow. Right, well, I'll definitely go and follow him. Looking forward to it. I've still got at Still Hitch. He's quite controversial, that fella, isn't he? I think he's a Barcelona fan, isn't he? Does he support North End? Yeah, a bit. Of, I think Barca's his, his first team. He's had a few, he's had a few Twitter spats, hasn't he? With, uh, he has from the Finney. He had, yeah, he had one with with Ollie, didn't he? He did. He did. Two tactical. Yeah, there was a, a clash of styles. I think it's fair to say two two lads who know the game inside out, but just have subtle differences on how they'd mm-hmm. um, how they'd like to go about it. I think it all stemmed from um, at still Hitch's dislike for Alex Neal. He doesn't tweet as much about North End now now Alex Neal's gone because there's that cult, isn't there, who dislike Alex Neal. Um and that cult claims a cult who love Alex Neal. And Still Hitch was the ringleader of the cult who dislike. Yeah, it revolved around the Alex Neal in or out saga. Ah, in or out. Okay. It was uh, I think Ollie is very much a, an Alex Neal fan. In. Yeah, in, yeah, Alex Neal in, yeah, uh, as as am I as well, actually, Alex Neal. Are we all? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get pelters for that, Alex Neal in. Um, I can tell less you than, now. Less than one minute, fifteenth of December, twenty eighteen. What what scoreline comes to mind? It was an evening game, I think. Oh, that was Alex yeah. Neal. What was Alex Neal? It's not bloody retro that. We can go to two thousand six if you want. That was the last. That was the last win before that. 
No, don't do that. Do. So I remember going there in the FA Cup in 2013. Um, I've actually no idea. I reckon he probably won, though. Yeah, he won 3-2. Uh, uh, Robinson, okay. did he score? Uh, no, he didn't. Five seconds left. Pride. Pleasure to have you on, Big G. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.